Yo, what's up everybody? This is your boy A.L. Newton and you're tuned in to a very special um, Sunday edition of The Perspective. So I know last week I um, said that I would do a midweek election pod, but hey, the election took forever in a day, but we were able to record some phenomenal content that will be released on Monday. But it is lengthy. <laughs> it is lengthy. And I may or may not have had three bottles of wine while drinking it. So I just wanted to to pause and take a moment to genuinely reflect on what this election cycle has meant to me. The last four years have been hard. Um, a lot of it has been hidden. It's crazy. I remember I was working at Sebastian the night that uh, President Trump was elected. And I had four cops um, walk out of the restaurant. And they were, oh, this is great. We're cops again, boys. There's there's no more rules. Uh, uh, had cops say that. I've um, been in rooms where um, people have wrap their arm around me and say, oh, you, you know Trump is the president with a snarky tone. Um, I've been uncomfortable to the place where my skin has crawled. And I'm not a, a weak-minded or weak-hearted man in those settings. I said, and I've said and I reiterated, that this was going to be an opportunity and a conversation about decency. I know that has offended some people um, because they are decent people. They're good people. They're hardworking people. They get up every day and try to do the best by people and by their families. And so they took offense to it. The notion is never to offend people, um, but that's just the feeling. <laughs> the, the feeling I've had is, is that it's decency to pull out moments of mocking disabled people, to pull out moments of discrediting the news, to pull out comments made about African countries being shitholes or suggestive languages to, to take attacks on religion. Um, to every day there being something It, it's relieving. Um, it's relieving because decency is important. Do I believe that the president of the United States is, is all the things that some people label him? No, I don't. I believe the president of the United States has always wanted to be the biggest star in the room. And if you understand the origins of why he ran, um, if you understand the fact that he was offended that Barack Obama was the first president that did not seek his guidance, that wasn't in love with his star, and then the birtherism thing, and then all of that, if you, it's just the celebrity. Um, he had an opportunity to be hey, I told you so wrong, and he didn't. Um, 
and and I don't I don't feel bad. People are, oh oh, let him have time to grieve. Let him have time to no. He, he basically called a man son a crackhead on TV. Um, and it's not just him and what he says, because you could turn it off. You could not watch the news, but in my daily, this is me speaking for me. My daily interactions with people have been just not pleasant. Um, I work in a profession where I don't talk about my guest anywhere, uh, just because I know I represent a company. But I mean, I've, <laughs> I've had knives pulled on me and been called a nigger, hardy are. Um, with the comment that that Trump's the president now, boy, people that never met me don't know me. Um, and, and so it's the people that were emboldened, empowered, not from just normal. This wasn't how, quote unquote, Republicans or conservative acted with Mitt Romney. It wasn't how they acted with John McCain. It wasn't how they acted with George W. Bush. So I won't make that blanket statement that it's a Republican Democratic thing. I'm not going to say it's a um, conservative liberal thing because most black people are wildly conservative, uh, believe it or not. But we also have a gumption for those people, a notion in our stomach for those people who we know mean us no good. I want to say this. I'm on Twitter. I had an exchange with somebody who suggested that they could tell me <laughs> more about the black experience than I, I know. Listen, I'm 30. My skin has been a beautiful reddish brown for 30 years. I have um, encountered my fair share of wrong. Uh, some of it brought on by myself. But there is not a person, damn sure, and I mean this as offensively as it sounds, damn sure not a white man that can tell me what it feels like to be black, um, what I experience, and can tell me how to make the black experience better. Who, who, <laughs> and if, if there's a person that thinks that they can tell me publicly or privately that, uh, they can, <laughs> they can kiss my you-know-what. Um, we have to get to that place where understanding that black people aren't making up what they feel or what they see. They aren't victims. They don't want handouts. They they don't want welfare. They don't want, they, they use it. They take advantage of it just like white Americans and Hispanic Americans. But somehow we catch that stigmatism and one day maybe we'll have that conversation about how you can't get Section 8 housing and have a man live in the house. So maybe that's why women are single women living in, in those conditions. Maybe one day we'll talk about homelessness and poverty and medicine being so expensive that most people who are on the streets have mental illness and they can't afford the medicine. Or they don't have anybody to take care of them because nobody has insurance in the family. So if there is individual individuals who think they can tell me more about the black experience, then uh, go jump off a bridge. Don't kill yourself. Just jump off the bridge. Um, 
there, there comes moments I, I've been telling for four years those people who are closest to me that I don't talk politics with everybody. I'm talking politics on the podcast, but you're listening, not talking. Um, those closest to me, I didn't care who the nominee was. I knew they would beat President Trump. And uh, one of my closest friends, how do you know that? How do you know that? How do you know that? I said, because when you look at the numbers in places like Michigan and Wisconsin, and Detroit, or Detroit is in Michigan. Um, when you look at Pennsylvania, places that flipped red, the black people didn't go vote. Black folk did not rock with Hillary. Don't know why. And and then she put Tim Kaine on the ticket. It just wasn't going to win her any votes. And to our disadvantage, black people really didn't believe Donald Trump was going to get elected. But after four years of experience in certain things, um, I knew, I knew like week one, black people would come out in record numbers. Um, I will say on the pod for uh, Monday or whenever you listen to it, if you listen to it, cause it is long. Um, I may, I continuously made the notion I've made it on this podcast that I didn't know a single person that voted for President Trump in 2016 that didn't vote for me in 2020. I want to apologize because that's an assumption that I was incorrect on. Um, but yeah, I, it is my view, my vision. I've talked to several young people. Uh, I've talked to several conservatives. I've been in these conversations because it is vitriolic. It's amazing now all of a sudden the hypocrisy of, you know, hey, you need to have sympathy or hey, it's too much or hey, we should make blatant statements or hey, all that kind of stuff that you're hearing on the news and seeing on social media. Where's that energy been the last four years? Now, I'm going to rub it. I'm going to let y'all know my, <laughs> my wife has already bought tickets to uh, plane tickets to fly up to the inauguration. Um, shout out to Kamala Harris, the first black woman. It's crazy how I many people didn't know India was in Asia. Um, uh, Asian woman, first woman, first interracial couple, first blended family on that extent in the White House as the vice president. Shout out to her. I've been saying on this podcast for weeks now that I believe that uh, if her and Joe do a good job, it's going to be eight years of her afterwards. Um, I think President Biden has a president elect Biden has an incredible opportunity to um, unite us. I believe that America is always going to be centered. And anytime we get too far right or too far left, it overcorrects and goes back to center. I believe that Joe Biden is a very center candidate. I believe that uh, the the um, progressives are in for a um, wake up call that AOC is not going to run the party. Bernie Sanders is not going to run the party. Joe Biden is running the party and running the country. Uh, and Democrats got to do some, you know, <laughs> Democrats got to do some some soul searching, too, because you can't put Nancy Pelosi back as the speaker. <sighs> you just can't. Um, she's done a horrible job. She lost seats. Um can't put AOC up every time she tweets something. My skin crawls a little bit. I go, uh, uh. She gives me very vibes I don't like and has nothing to do with her being a woman. It's just policies and views and beliefs. And um, then press got to do some soul searching too. America needs to do soul searching on what really matters. Most of us are alike. Most of us are the same. It's an implementation. And too often we allow 
the radicals inside of what we believe magnify and we get this falsitude of that's everybody. Um, so that's just my, uh, I think the, oh, shout out to women, shout out to women, shout out to black women. Uh, I said on this pod, I said, I thought Georgia might go blue. I thought Texas might go blue. Still more work to do in Texas. I'm a Republican. I want, I wish we would just all be purple, but, um, I've, I've said it on multiple extents that I believe that Georgia would fit blue. And uh, whether you look at the politics or not, or if Stacey Abrams was cheated, the sister show showed up, um, the grassroots organizers, shout out to uh, Larry Bowden, who uh, was the campaign manager for the Biden team, uh, regional campaign manager in the state of Florida from Tallahassee to Jacksonville. Duval has not been blue in a very, very long time. The brother did his job. Kid from the west side of Lake City. Um, but shout out to 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 the the, the to the women that did the dang thing. Um, so here we are, four years, and uh, I'm just I am also happy to know that once we get past the sensationalism of the transfer of peaceful transfer of power, which I'm praying desperately goes well. And I'm going to enjoy the Trump meltdown. I'm not going to lie to you. If you follow me on Twitter, unfollow me, whatever. It's going to be fun. I'm going to enjoy it. I'm going to get these jokes off because I'm a clown at times. Um, But every day won't be about if what the president said was just decent. So um, that's it. This is the perspective. I want you to know. Um, yeah, well, there are certain things I can't get with, but I love you. I love you. I, 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 um, even if some of your views I don't agree with, and certain views, if you have those, you can go jump off a bridge too. Don't kill yourself. Just jump off the bridge. Um, but I love you. I love people. I love to see people prosper. I love to see people happy and we just need to all see each other lift the hand up. And so, um, I love you and there's nothing you can do about it. Peace.